0: Good evening everybody, it's welcome to another episode of Podcast Life with me, writer Carlton Holden. Guys, this episode is going to be useful, useful for any new or rising teacher seeking an inside look into life in the classroom. You know, I've been trying to line this interview up for quite a while, uh, you know, because I my very first book, as a matter of fact, was called Sub, A Brief Guide to Staying Above Water in the Classroom. And I talked about my life as a substitute teacher. And uh, I was studying to become a teacher as well. And so today's guest, this evening's guest, uh, I met this year and she agreed without hesitation to discuss the trials of that classic first year of teaching. Uh, She's going to discuss those trials and tribulations of that first year, how she's coping and what she recommends to those entering the profession. I am thrilled and blessed to have her. She's one of the kindest and most agreeable pleasant young la- young ladies i've ever met she is as i mentioned a new teacher and she has a second grade class so i introduce to you guys around the world my dear listeners miss Deasia dunn please say hello to my audience Deasia. hey everybody i'm excited for this conversation today awesome uh, i'm gr- i'm glad for your enthusiasm and i have been looking forward to this for quite some time so Thank you again for being here, Mm -hmm. and correct me if I'm wrong, De'Asia, but aren't you an alum of Savannah State University? Yes, I am. I
1: graduated in
0: 2020. 2020. Okay, so quite recently, a couple years ago. So uh, what what did you major in? What what did you minor in at, at Savannah State? My major was
1: behavior
0: analysis, and I minored in criminal justice. Oh, wow. Okay, great, great uh mm-hmm. that's that sounds like a wonderful combination uh as a matter of fact yeah. my, my mother ironically my mother went to savannah state for a time and uh mm-hmm. i have so i don't know if she influenced me uh the or not but i in my college years i took a couple elective classes in law myself so i i've always had an interest in law it's very fascinating mm-hmm. so uh wow that's uh a wonderful uh, combination again. And w- repeat, yes. repeat that major one more time.
1: Behavior analysis. Behavior
0: analysis. Wow. Okay, that sounds pretty deep.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and while mm-hmm. you were, uh, in order to kind of let your hair down, Deasia, what kind of extracurricular activities did you uh, get involved in at Savannah State? Honestly, I was one of those students who
1: pretty much stayed to myself, being away home was very hard for me. Yes. But I stayed at Savannah State because they were the only school that offered behavior analysis. So all I did was focus on my studies. I hung out with friends and I would go to a few uh college events, but I pretty much just stayed to myself. I wasn't in any sorority. I didn't go to many parties. I just was focused on my work.
0: Got it. You know that sounds that sounds a lot like me. Uh when mm-hmm. I I when I first went to school I I, I was up in DC and uh, I was homesick and then I also yeah. I also went a year abroad uh, so uh, yeah I know how that feels i mm-hmm. I was focused on work I was pretty depressed so I didn't it was kind of my way of kind of rebelling at, at homesickness so uh, I mm-hmm. know I've been there at the Asia uh, I promise you yeah uh yeah but yeah just focus on taking care of business right Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, Deja, let's get to the heart of our conversation. Uh, Why did you choose to become an educator?
1: So, it really came to me when I applied at the school that I worked for, I was actually applying for the behavior specialist position. Um, I didn't get that position, but based off of my interviews, The principal was like, you know, based off your education and just the the questions and beforehand, I already had a lot of experience working with kids. She asked me that I think, have I ever thought about being a teacher? And I'm like, "Mm, not really, but I'll I'll think about it Mm because I work with kids Uh, at that time. I was working with kids and then. My aunt is a teacher as well, so I talked to her about it. I'm like, I don't know if I'll be a good teacher because I didn't go to school for education. But she said, I think you would. She's been a teacher for over twenty years. So I thought about it and I said, I'll give it a shot and see how I like it. And so far, I'm glad I made a decision.
0: Wonderful. Wow, that is that mm-hmm. is something wow, something new to me. I had no idea mm-hmm. that you had that type of background and your story. So that really uh, you know, I don't have to really ask the, the next question, you know, how you got assigned uh, second grade. As you know, as I mentioned, audience, uh, DeAsia is a second grade teacher. So this was something that uh, wasn't by choice. It was by by accident.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Got it. That is, wow. You you know, everybody, yeah. everybody has a story, don't they?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, you know, DeAsia, one thing that I learned uh myself when I studying to become a a teacher myself is that uh and i've I've heard this many times after is how colleges may fall short in equipping future teachers for real world teaching so you know in other words there's a gap between theory and what goes on in an actual classroom when you have living breathing kids you in particular when it comes to discipline so uh you and i have talked about your workload and the challenges that kids present. So, how well do you feel uh, your undergrad studies prepared you? Uh, you know, even you know, with your background, I know now uh, that you you know you were not really planning to become a teacher, uh, but mm-hmm. based on what you did study, how well did you feel prepared uh, to teach uh, and also handle discipline?
1: Well, at the time, I thought, since I went to school for behavior analysis, that I would be well prepared to handle a lot of uh, discipline issues in the class. But really, um, I don't think I was, because with behavior analysis, when you're working with a child, you're more working one-on-one and not with a whole class. So, for example, one of the things that we learn in behavior analysis is if a child is acting out, sometimes if they can get your attention and so if they want your attention you just don't give them attention and the behavior should decrease but in class you just can't always ignore a child who is uh you know being disruptive in class because it's a distraction to the other kids so for me learning how to discipline the kids and giving them a consequence and making sure i stick with the consequence whether it's silent lunch or writing sentences while they're, um, for like the first 10 minutes while they're in PE, or we may not go to recess, or we have indoor recess, uh, sticking with the consequences. what I learned is the one thing that I had to do and stick with, because at the beginning of the year, I was very, very overwhelmed with all the different behavioral issues in my class, and there were some times where I definitely went home and cried just because wow. I didn't know what to do. But from the beginning of the year to now, it's a huge difference, and I know there's still room for improvement. But I think I've
0: come a long way in these past six months. Wow, that's that's great. That's, and uh, I thank you for thank you for your honesty, uh, in sharing. You know what what you deal with in your private moments, uh, that it you know that it has gotten you to the point of tears. Uh, so I I, mm-hmm. appreci- I can appreciate that honesty uh, and uh, one thing that um, I also you know having a background you know in education myself I, I learned the importance of knowing your children their learning styles you know whether they're an auditory mm-hmm. auditory or visual or kinesthetic learner so some people learn by doing mm-hmm. and I'm one of those people uh, what about you what okay. kind of learner do you think you are
1: yeah, I'm a, definitely a hands-on learner. I'm not good with just sitting there and listening to something. I have to be sewing it first. Yes. And then do it
0: myself. That's the best thing for me to learn. Yes, yes. And uh, how, how important, uh, I know, again, just going back, uh, this was not really in particular a question I gave you in advance, but uh, just as much as you want to chime in, like, how important has it been uh, when it comes to, again, being prepared for disciplining children? To know them and form those relationships with them, uh, how how important has that been for you?
1: It's been very important for me. Um, there are a few students in my class who I really had to figure out what to do to motivate them to like when they get upset it would just be a big situation that would take up a lot of time so i had to figure out a way where i could be discreet and the other kids didn't know what i was trying to do Uh, so those three kids ended up like hey remember what what me you have going on if you you get upset if you don't do this i'm just going to give an example i have one kid in my class who uh when he got upset he would like to kick the desk and he would kick for a very 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 long time and it could be something simple as I did not pick him to be line leader. Now he's upset because he's not line leader and now he's refusing to leave the classroom. He's kicking the walls, he's kicking the desk, he's kicking chairs. So what I started doing, I did this with the whole class, nobody would know what was going on with those three students. I gave everybody a goal to work on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you get upset, it's okay to be upset, but it's the way you react when you're upset. So, if they meet, that go by the end of the week, chances, you know, you can get upset, but you're not gonna kick this, we are not gonna kick balls. I have a treasure box now. If you meet your goals, you can get something out of the treasure box. And I also get everybody's input, so I can know, okay, what do you prefer? You, you know, if you're just gonna have a treasure box of full of stuff they don't want, then it's not gonna be any motivation for them to not engage in that undesirable behavior. So, that's what I had to make sure I do, was give a preference assessment. Give everybody a goal, and I just noticed a huge difference. Like, this past month has been a lot easier for me. Of course, there's still moments, but it's not like it's every day or even every
0: week like it used to be. Wow. I love that. I love that. I love that how you, uh, which was another point I have in my notes is, uh, and I mentioned this in my book uh, for substitute teachers. You know, Deja, I learned that, and I think you, you know, you've just illustrated that. You never, it's very wise for teachers to never embarrass a child because mm-hmm. uh once you do that it's it can be hard to rein them back in wouldn't you agree with that mm-hmm. yeah yeah so uh, i really love that I, I like that you keep it you know again that's like this is something that you share with a student nobody else mm-hmm. and it makes them feel special so uh yeah. I, I love that uh, uh great job on that i love that one um mm-hmm. so i'm sorry to say thank you. Yo absolutely. You're welcome. Uh gotta give credit where credit is due, you know, uh because you know what you do is, you know, to do to come back, you know, from what you just shared you know, having these the uh, you know, depressing days where you just you're unsure how to solve an issue and this is all new mm-hmm. to you, uh for you to come back and then to keep on trying different things, uh that shows your character, you know, your mettle as a teacher. So uh you are a special teacher, uh, to say the least. Uh, so, Mm -hmm. uh, Deasia, uh, let's go on to the next point. So, uh, and this is like talking about what's in place for new teachers like you that you have found to be beneficial. You know, I like, for example, that, uh, you guys have mentor teachers and you and I both know you're a mentor teacher. Uh, but Mm -hmm. give us some insight into the support systems for first year teachers.
1: So like you mentioned we do have mentors but in addition to that we uh do new teacher academy which is um once a month we actually just had one thursday and so really uh each time somebody will come in and give us like for three hours some uh input of being a teacher whether it's about you know how to incorporate technology or teaching strategies or discipline strategies uh, they give us books and advice because most of these people, well, I think all of them who have came so far have all been teachers before. So hearing their input and what they did to help them have you know help them be a successful teacher. And they're also honest to say it's always it's not always easy. I mean, it's good to hear because sometimes you feel like you're just not doing a good job as a teacher or you're not, um be through to the kids when you're know, teaching something new so when you have teachers who are teaching for 20
0: years and they tell you in the beginning for them it was hard and they give you advice it's really um, beneficial to us as new new teachers yes I, I love it yeah that's you know like you said uh i i can imagine you know that again you come you're coming in you're new you have your degree Uh, But, you know, it's nothing like coming in and actually seeing real children, you know, Uh, Mm -hmm. and uh, and then you start to see, you know, just what what teaching is really all about. So you can feel overwhelmed Um, again, Mm -hmm. you know, as when I first started as a substitute teacher and then, you know, getting hired um, as support staff. Uh, I, I've seen myself you know just just how difficult children can be and you don't know yeah. exactly uh and it's not you know one thing the I've learned and you just pointed that out it's not it's not us and uh it's just that these children have certain issues that we may need more training on to deal with you know
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, we also yeah. have to uh, understand what's as in what's in that child's Metaphorical backpack, because we all bring baggage mm-hmm. baggage with us in life. Wouldn't you agree with that?
1: Yes, we do.
0: Yeah, but moving on, uh, you know, kind of piggybacking off what I just said about uh, being in a classroom with real children. Let's let's reminisce uh, together for a moment. You know, the, the days that went up to your first day of teaching and the actual first day, of the age. Of so, tell us about how that went like what preparations did you make were some questions and concerns you had uh that you addressed with your mentor or other experienced teachers even our the administrators and then when the students were right in front of you how tell us about that
1: i don't remember really being that uh stressed or i, didn't, I really didn't know what to think I, the only thing that i remember when the um When the position was first offered to me, I was thinking, what am I going to talk about for seven hours out the day? But everybody (laughs) assured me, (laughs) everybody (laughs) assured me that you will not have that uh, issue. There's going to be plenty of things to talk about. And that is true. I don't even get to a lot of the stuff throughout the day. So that's what I was mainly worried about. And then we were um, doing new teacher orientation. And they were kind of making me nervous because they were talking about how. Uh, hard it is to discipline a class. That's when I started to get worried because I'm like, okay, even though I'm used to working with kids, school is a different, a different um, ball game. Like it's way more structure in the school. You by yourself. Like we said, my old job, it was four of us together. Here, it's just me by myself in the classroom with 17 students. How am I gonna manage a whole classroom? Yes. But I knew that I would have a lot of support at the school that I worked at. So. I wasn't too worried. Um, I feel like I didn't really get stressed out until I actually started working, and I'm like, "Oh, this is a lot yes. harder than I thought it was going to be."
0: Yes. Yeah, because you guys, you guys do a lot, and I, I know from uh, being around, you know, teachers like you, uh, I, I, I hear, I hear all the assessments you have to do, all the documents, mm-hmm. all the documentation you have to do uh mm-hmm. on each child the different standards uh different points i'm talking about i mean <laughs> countless points uh and so yeah. other educators out there know what we're talking about uh but anyway uh so let's pretend that a visitor comes to your class age that you that you been that we've been discussing here for a moment what are some some things that uh we would see in the way of your expectations for your students uh, some and some rituals and routines that you have in place for successful successful classroom management.
1: So first thing in the morning the students know when they come in, put their book bags on the hook and you are not allowed to go back to your book bag again to be lined up for lunch. So they have to make sure they have a jacket, pencils, notebooks, whatever they need at their desk because I don't want to have students uh, while I'm teaching going to their book bags, just in the lesson all day. They also have to make sure they have their homework folders on the front table, and the morning work will already be out in the morning, so they know to work on their morning work. Um, Also, I have some students in my class who may not be able to read. Those people who cannot read, they have an assigned buddy, a student who I know is going to help them with the work, not give answers, but help with the work, read to them and make sure that they're helping them with the work because I I always will be able to help uh, students, especially if I'm at my back table doing uh, interventions. I know I can trust those students to help the uh, other kids with their work. Same thing goes for the laptops. For the most part, everybody knows how to log in on their laptops, but for those who don't, I also have people appointed to help people log in their laptops because those passwords are very long and complicated. Yes. For a bunch of seven eight year olds. Yes. Uh, same thing with my growing reader bags. They know I'm gonna pick on the quietest person to be to pass out growing reader bags, to be my line reader, you know, to be my door holder, to uh, pass out papers, to pick up papers. All those things is based off of behavior who I think, who, well, who came in the quietest and started on their morning work when we leave lunch. <laughs> That's, for me, after lunch in P.E. is when I feel like a lot of the uh, chaos happens. I'm still working on that to see yep. what uh, I can do about that because once we come back from P.E., there's just a lot more uh, rowdier and talkative
0: so I'm trying to work on that routine for after PE, but the first half of the day I got down. Oh, got you. Wow. But I, I, that's... Uh, so you have quite a sophisticated uh, system in place, and I, I love that. Um, you know, I love that you you know your kids clearly. Uh, you know who are responsible mm-hmm. and are not. And you also, you know, again, you, you've spotted the times where uh, behavior tends to get out of hand. So I... I I, I, you know, kudos on that That you pay attention, you're observant And that's a sign of a great teacher mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, Yeah, great, I, I love it uh, So, you know, it's, you know You've covered a lot of the bases I mean, you have, you know, the ones who are independent They can either, you know They do their, their thing or They assist others who need help So everybody, everybody's taken care of And uh, that means, mm-hmm. you're, you know You're doing your job, you know And And taking care of your own things in the same at the, you know, killing two birds with one stone. So that's a wonderful, wonderful system you have in place. So, um, DeAsia, uh, as we both know, you've come to the close. We're about to close up the first semester of school. So congratulations on that.
1: Thank you. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So what are some things you think you've learned this first semester as a teacher that that have polished you as an educator?
1: I definitely have learned to have patience. A lot of the other teachers in the school, they know, if they know who's in my class, they're always surprised at how calm I am in the hallway. I'm not a person who likes to uh, be little kids or yell at kids. I'm not gonna yell yell at a kid for uh, engaging in a behavior that I don't want them to. I just really try to remain calm. And I think that's a very important thing is just to have patience. And be calm, and it it can really be hard. Yes, <laughs> you absolutely. Have students, yeah, calling your name, or everybody's telling. They're telling because somebody. Uh, it can be very little things that kids will tell about. I can't even give you an example right now, but it's just like it's okay. Sometimes I just have to say, "Let's just, let's just all be quiet. Let's have a moment of silence because everybody's calling my name at one time, and yes, <laughs> <just> bucket <be> <laughs> fillers. That's what the counselors uh, taught them is to be bucket fillers, Let's just be all nice to each other. Let's, let's use kind words because I believe my class they all act like brothers and sisters. They, they fight like brothers and sisters but they also love each other like brothers and sisters.
0: Wow. So
1: sometimes I'm just like, let's have a moment of silence and I, they can tell when I'm starting to get a little overwhelmed Yes. and then they'll be like, okay y'all let, let, let's be quiet, let's be quiet. Wow. But I think having patience, staying organized, is very very key because it's a lot of work yes uh i have so many papers which is why i'm trying to transition to doing more online stuff Mm -hmm. uh it's a lot easier because a lot of the online stuff will grade it for you yes i don't have to worry about grading anything and also like i mentioned earlier i have some students who can't read so there's a great website called IXL that has math and language arts and it will read to them it will read the questions to them and it will read the answer questions to them and it will grade it for you. So I've been using that a lot more as well as your So if you have the opportunity to use ISL, it's, it's just a great website. It has so many different uh, skills on there. I know you do foundations. It has all the foundation stuff on there as well. It has reading, it has writing, it has everything you will ever need. So for me using that and technology and having patience, I feel like is a big help so, uh, that I wish I would have known earlier in the year. I'm just figuring it out, but it's yeah. better late than
0: never. Yes, absolutely. And uh, I, I love those points you mentioned: patience, and you, you, you know, you're learning some different resources you can use, like IXL. And I, I mm-hmm. have, you know, in fact, Deja, you know, I was introduced to IXL as a sub. That's where I first saw. Mm-hmm. So I learned. I, I learned a great deal myself. Uh, as a substitute teacher, and uh, I do recall fun. You know, the kids enjoying it. I enjoyed it. You know, it's so many
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: various. Uh, I, I remember mostly for for, exa- for for some reason I just remember the math. I don't know if I ever got into the reading side, but uh, but it is a wonderful website. So I, I know why you like it. It is. Uh, and you can actually uh, you can actually do it whole group. You know, as a whole. You know. Mm-hmm. Rep, so it's a, yeah, wonderful. Uh, resource, immediate feedback, you know, on answers, mm-hmm. you know, you got, you know, so kids love it. And uh, I can tell that you love it. You know, I think it's a great website yeah. as well. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so leaving, leading on to the next question. So how has your view of teaching uh, changed? You've really hit on that, but let's talk about that in a more pointed way. So how has your view of the teaching field changed the
1: Well, I always thought teachers were uh, very essential and very um, underpaid, (laughs) and now that I'm a teacher, I I see that even more. Okay. Um, And Teachers really have a huge impact on children's lives, and you may not see it now, but you will, uh, well, they will see it years now, but you'll never know how a teacher impacted your life. I have one teacher who is my eighth grade social studies teacher, and back in middle school, I was not the best student, but... He was a very good teacher. He, you could tell he really just cared about his students. And he taught social studies, and he really cared about that subject. He knew what he was talking about. And I remember he didn't even use the book. He uh, came up with all his own notes. But for the CRCT that year, I don't even think they take the CRCT anymore. I think it was called Georgia Milestones. But yeah. it was CRCT when I was in school. Got it. <laughs> and that year, I think majority of us passed the social studies uh CRCT and I think I exceeded the standard that was the first the only time I ever ever exceeded anything on the CRCT and I just always remember him caring about his students he was funny and I try to be like that with my students um I think at least once a week at least one of my students will give me a note that says I love you, Miss Dunn, you're the best teacher ever, Miss Dunn. Wow. Or I was actually reading a paper and one of my students wrote on there, I love my teacher, Miss Dunn, she's the best. Wow. And those little moments they don't know make me very happy. Yes. But just little things like that. Kids teaching is a very overwhelming job, but moments like that note my heart and I just teachers they, they they're just the best. Yes. I feel like, um, yeah they deserve a lot more than what they're given but teaching is a very rewarding job and having students who it's just a rewarding thing when you see from the beginning of the year to now like even now with um growing readers a lot of my students can read very well like even even if they already scored from the beginning of the year to now seeing that improvement is just uh, a rewarding moment for me and I'm sure for a lot of teachers you see how students uh, improve if they didn't get something at first but they get it now it's just the best moment ever
0: yes wow uh, thank you for sharing that I I, I can feel the sincerity um, and I I know what you're talking about you know you can have uh, kids can be quite uh, affectionate uh, and uh, have you ever had the experience of seeing them out in public
1: I have not had. Well, it wasn't one of my students. I saw uh, another student from a different grade level saw me. I didn't see them, but the next day they said, "I saw you last night getting frozen yogurt." Uh-huh.
0: And
1: the fact that she just the fact that she just been, um, mentioned affection reminds me that my my class is very very affectionate. So much to the point that I had to put um, I had to put up uh, boundaries. I'm like you can give me a hug in the morning when you come in <laughs> and at the end of the day, because if not, they will get out line in the hallway and hug me. They would come up to me in the middle of teaching and hug me. And I'm like, okay, you can't do this anymore. You cannot hug me in the middle of teaching. <laughs> like you can't in the morning and at the end of the day, because this is a lot. Yeah. So, like, hugs and everybody wants a hug. So I'm like, okay guys, boundaries. If I see them coming towards me, the word is boundaries.
0: Yes. Okay. That is. Yeah. Okay, that is interesting. I think, you know, uh <laughs> Knowing you, and I'm sure listeners, if they listen to you, you have a, you're very warm, uh, personable person, and so I I can Mm -hmm. see uh, you have, you know, that attracts people to you, and uh, I think that's, Mm -hmm. you know, that's one of the first things I noticed about you. You're an easygoing. You don't you don't talk a lot, uh, which is good. Yeah, don't. That's (laughs) that's that's a good thing. You know, that's a very good quality, and uh, Mm -hmm. you, you know, it's just something that draws people to you. And uh, that's uh, so I can tell why the kids will love on you like that uh, Mm -hmm. because you're such a a kind and loving um, human being. And they can feel that kids are, you know, I've heard many times and I agree with this. If you really want to see, you know, what type of person uh, somebody is, just put them around a child. A child can Mm
1: -hmm. they
0: pick up energy with they have a skill for that and uh, they can know who loved them and who don't necessarily care for them so uh yeah yeah but uh yeah we really we, we wow we kind of flew through this and uh, we covered a lot of ground but we've come to almost the close here but and this is you know you know we've talked a lot about you as a t te- as a new teacher but let's talk about let's have you talk as an authority uh to any new teachers or you know or you know yeah Teachers who are in your shoes right now, or those who are coming up as teachers, what are your personal recommendations to smooth the transition, Deasia, from from being a student teacher to an actual educator in a school setting in that first year? I would
1: say having a set routine is very important, and having set rules, set consequences are the main things that I've noticed. Um, Having a routine just makes the day easier. Like I said, my kids come in the morning, they always know every single morning they're going to have morning work. It needs to be done. If it's not done, you're going to have to do it during groups. Uh, And they don't like that because, of course, they want to get on computers.
0: Right, So, me
1: saying that motivation. You have 20 minutes to get it done. Yes. And a lot of the times when I do get morning work, it's review work because I want to see, do you remember what we learned? Got it. Weeks ago. That's also formative assessment. Yes. That's very important. They are always um asking us and pushing for formative assessment. So just because you got an A on the um, test two weeks ago, let's see if you still remember how to do it. So having set routines, uh, being organized, like I said, having formative assessments. And ISL is another good way to do a format of assessment because you can assign quizzes on there um, and they'll grade it for you. You can see the questions and all that beforehand. Yes. And having consequences is a thing because I think a lot of teachers in the beginning when you first start off, you would say something, just so they will act a certain way, but you might not follow through. Right, like right. A lot of people would say, <laughs> "Yeah, you might say you don't know, if you don't uh, get quiet, I'm going to call your mom. You're not going to call the mom. You are <laughs> going to be quiet." <laughs> Eventually, the kids will learn that. So if you're going to say that, you have to really call the mom so they can know, like I'm not, I'm not joking. You have to be quiet at this moment in class. So those things I feel like are very important because my some of my students already know if I take the kids to carpool, I, I will go up to your mom's car and
0: talk to your mom. So they know when I say, I'm going to talk to your mom that I'm not joking. Yes. I love that. I love that. Diazio. That's, that's, you know, you got to back up what you say, because like you, like you mm-hmm. said, if you, in one, if you're inconsistent, a kid is going to pick up on that. And they, they're very, they're very intelligent. So
1: you mm-hmm. like you
0: said, follow through, uh, and have instruction in your classroom. Um, uh, And, you know, again, being around educators, you hear that word all the time. You know, I'm sure you've heard it many times. So I love that. That's excellent. Um, You, uh, you know, you talk like a seasoned, a seasoned teacher versus a first year teacher. So, uh, (laughs) so, yeah, so you've learned a lot. But Mm
1: -hmm.
0: all the seriousness aside, we've come to the last part. I told you uh, we would do a fun segment, so you don't know what these questions are, but I, p- I promise you they're just fun, innocent questions. And uh, so, first question, Deasia. You know, as a teacher, uh, are you a night owl or an early bird?
1: Well, if I had to
0: choose, I would say a night owl. Got it, got it. I, I'm with you on that one. Uh, number two, are is somebody more than more likely to see you? Working out at the gym or working out at home?
1: Mm. Uh, before teaching, you would see me at the gym, but now I haven't been working out at home or at the gym. Got it. I'm going to start back though. I still have my uh, membership. I just haven't been. But that's my New Year's goal to get back to the gym. Although, for some strange reason, since starting this job, I have lost 15 pounds and I haven't even been to the gym not once. Wow.
0: So, Food doing good, yes Wow, okay. Got it. So, while, let's say while you're grading papers or something, what's, uh, what are you more likely to eat between chips or popcorn? Ooh, that's hard.
1: I'm going to
0: say chips. Chips, okay, got it. Uh, number four, what about drinking? Water or soda? Water. Okay. Um, when you were in college, were you... One who was more likely to sit in the front of the lecture hall or class or in the back of the class?
1: I'm more in the middle.
0: Men in the middle, okay. Got you. Yes. Um, and as far as assignments were concerned, were you the one who turned in the assignments on time or did you need an extension? I
1: was on time.
0: Gotcha. Okay, good. Uh, guy friends or girlfriends?
1: Girlfriend.
0: Okay. Braids or Natural natural okay staying at home or hanging out with friends
1: staying at home okay
0: and this last one I think now from our conversation I I probably know but they say teachers play a lot of roles have you ever heard that saying before yes uh, do you feel you're more of a judge in your classroom or a mother
1: uh, I feel like I'm a mother got it
0: <laughs> that's what I thought <laughs> that's what I thought you were going to say Alright, yeah. <laughs> so Dieza, wow, we have come to the end of our uh, chat, and I thank you so much for being here, I I have thoroughly enjoyed it, I've learned a lot of new stuff about you, uh, a lot of insightful mm-hmm. stuff, so thank you so much for being here. Thank you
1: for having me. Yeah,
0: absolutely, So, and I want to thank all the listeners out there for for, for supporting my podcast, as always, uh, I do have a new audiobook out, guys, it's called Stand Up On A Leash, which is already out on paperback and Kindle. Uh, as you guys, as I've always talked about, it's on the um, on dogfighting, the underworld of dogfighting. Uh, it's about my main character, Wilder Frank, who's a, co- a comedian who gets involved in a side hustle uh, dogfighting. So that new audio book is out on Amazon, iTunes, and Audible. I also have older audiobooks. Uh, I mentioned one uh, sub, uh, A Brief Guide to Staying Above Water. That's also uh, available on... Um, itunes audible and amazon as well as my other books on an amazon nearest you um you can also catch me at writercarltonholden.com, and i also have my german assessment on udemy.com that's u-d-e-m-y.com for a minimal price uh so you can test your german skills if you want to test test your german skills that's a two-part assessment that is available on udemy thank you guys so much Uh, again for listening for supporting me uh, buying my books and listening to my podcast thank you DeAsia again for being here
1: no problem
0: all right guys it's writer Carlton Holden signing off I'll catch you guys on the next episode of writer Carlton Holden bye-bye